Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Friday, November 5th. I am back in NYC. Great to be here with all of you. Thank you for tuning in today. Okay, we just got a bunch of topics to hit. Uh, COVID stuff, boosters, fourth shots coming for people in Germany. You got more election fallout after the Democrats got a butt kicking on Tuesday. You have... Climate change madness. They're surrounding mansions, car, and screaming, we want to live, and all kinds of stuff like that. So we will. Oh, and the woke Microsoft employees. I can't forget this. How woke do they go? Oh, you got to hear it. You got to hear it to know it. We'll get to that in a moment. For hardworking Americans, finding healthcare can be an expensive struggle. It can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at One Share Health. As a Christian health sharing, uh, healthcare health sharing ministry, they're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Sorry about that. Their ACA exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self employed, or anyone who's just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee with promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go online to onesharehealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or onesharehealth.com with promo code BUCK for your special offer. Live well, pay less, see how much you'll save, put the freedom of choice back in your hands. All right, we are heading into a winter period here where people are going to realize, I think, unfortunately... Uh, we are not nearly in as good of a position when it comes to COVID as we had hoped. I'm, I'm <clears throat> I mean, I'm hopeful that that's not true. I'm hopeful that I'm wrong, that we're going to sail through this thing. Very, very few cases. But I mean, in New York City, it has been pointed out by some of my friends that uh, we have a higher caseload right now in New York than we did exactly 12 months ago. So think about that for a second. More cases in New York City in early November right now than there were a year ago, and we have about uh, almost 60% of the population vaccinated, plus a whole another year of natural immunity built up. What's going on? I know that they're going to say, I know they're going to tell us that it's, it's about uh, keeping people out of the hospital and, and people aren't dying in the same numbers. Again, I, I hope that that all ends up to be true. It's a worrying indicator, isn't it? Think about this. It's not like we're comparing semi-vaccinated America to highly vaccinated America. We're comparing no vaccines a year ago to New York City as a high vaccination rate. And we have more cases going on. What are you going to tell me? The people that if people haven't gotten vaccinated also, I mean, what's the chance that they haven't also gotten natural immunity at some point? You know, for the unvaxxed, what what is really the number of the unvaccinated who don't have natural immunity because they managed to live their lives without being mask obsessed and doing all this stuff and not get COVID for now going on two years. That seems pretty strange, doesn't it? You know, there's also some other COVID news that won't get nearly enough attention. One is the, uh, the pill from, um, is it uh, Pfizer uh, that apparently reduces hospitalization and death by like 90% of people who have COVID. That's a pretty, a pretty uh, fantastic thing. Assuming that that's how this shakes out. I mean, that that's actually the numbers. So that's really good. There's also some information now coming out. They're doing research. I said this at the very beginning. I mean, the very beginning. There are some genetic markers for greater COVID risk. Not everyone is at the same degree of COVID risk. Even everything else, you know, being the same. 
In fact, they believe that, for example, South Asian individuals, so people from the Indian subcontinent, uh, have uh, predominantly have a genetic marker that is more susceptible to severe COVID response in the lungs. This just came out today. So there's a lot that we still don't know that we're finding out about this. But of course, all the superstition bullcrap from Fauci, wear a mask, do this, do that, do all these things, all that garbage is still out there because they don't want to admit that they were wrong. They don't want to say, you know what, we made a mistake uh, because then we might be able to ask questions about, well, what other mistakes have you made? And wh- where else? Where else have you been wrong, Fouch? So here's uh, here's where I think this is heading. We're going to have to get a lot of people. They're going to they're going to tell you this. You're going to have to, a lot of people going to have to get boosters. Are they going to get them fast enough? We'll see. Germany is now approving people, I believe, for their fourth shot. Germany's saying boosters for everybody. And I think they're already thinking about their fourth shot because they're in the middle of a wave right now. They're having a covid wave at this stage. So what are we going to do about this? Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, for example, is telling everybody the whole notion of fully vaccinated. This is going to go away. If you don't get a booster, they're going to say you're not actually fully vaccinated. Make no mistake about it. Those individuals who have uh, been gone through a normal vaccination series for covid, uh, you will be determined to be unvaccinated very soon. They will do that. They are going to tell you you're unvaccinated and you have to get a booster. Otherwise, you could potentially uh, face loss of employment or other types of penalties. So that is going to happen. They're not putting that in the rule, but they're already asking for feedback on how to do this going forward. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, It's going to get more restrictive. There's going to be more power brought to bear uh, going forward if we don't stand up now um, and and fight back. This is what we're heading for. Forever COVID. I've been saying it for almost two years now. They're just going to keep doing this. They're never going to stop. They're not going to turn it off. They're not going to get tired of it. They like the power. They like the control that they have. Some people are standing up and doing something about it. The governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome, has yet again, it's always amazing. She, she won't do the thing that conservatives want her to do. You know, she always, she always comes up with some executive order she's going to sign. I won't sign the legislation because we'll lose lawsuits, but I'll sign an executive order that won't really do the thing. That's what she did on the transgender sports issue. And then she lied to everybody about it. It's very, very phony. Very phony. Uh, but she's joining a lawsuit against the Biden administration. Oh, oh, goody. Oh, that's going to be great, too. From the very beginning, I've told President Biden that I would defend the freedom of the people of South Dakota and that if he took this action, that we would see him in court. I've already signed an executive order that protected our people from this unconstitutional action. But today I'm announcing to you that we are joining several other states in filing litigation against this unconstitutional mandate. We will be taking actions to ensure that the federal government remembers that the Constitution does not give them the authority to take this type of action and that people have freedoms and they have personal responsibility over their health and that here in South Dakota that will be protected and defended. So just I would I would want I would want to have it explained. I'm sure if I could get her back on the show, she would she would speak, you know, in very smarmy way about this and tell me things that aren't true like she did the last time. Um, Why sign an executive order protecting this is about private sector shots mandates. Why sign an executive order, but say that legislation in your state to do this, which was the issue that I had had with the governor months ago, say that that's not constitutional. That's big government. Oh, that's big government. Okay, so your executive order is not big government. Of course, fraud, total fraud, whatever. 
I'm so, some some people were like, yeah, Buck, I know I know what's going on here. Others were like, oh, but she's she's really pretty, so you have to be nice to her. Hmm. Uh, that's not how I, I treat everybody equally. Men, women treat everybody equally. I don't make any distinction among politicians because of how they look or what their gender is or anything else. So, yeah, that's not going to do it. The lawsuit against the federal government. Guess what? There's going to be a whole bunch of lawsuits and it's going to go up to the Supreme Court. And I don't think the Supreme Court is going to say that the federal government can't do this. I know people don't want to hear that, but they're going to say, yeah, well, you know, OSHA. OSHA has a lot of authority to make for safe workplaces. There's all kinds of rules and restrictions in place already. Interstate commerce, blah, blah, blah. So if you think that's going to do it, you say, oh, Buck, but then what would a state law have done? Well, at least that would have created an immediate shield against this. And it would have sent a message to other states. We're not allowing vaccine mandates in the state. And I think then the constitutional argument can become, well, actually, this is better left to the states. The states do have this authority. The federal government does not have this authority. You see, there are much, much more solid ground there. Then you are to say, oh, well, I'm just going to say the federal government can't do this because we say so. Because we're I mean, good luck with that. If the states don't have the power, chances are the federal government does. Now, this is an understanding of federalism that, you know, some people don't have. Anyway, just just leaving that out there. I mean, I I, I have been frustrated by a lot of uh, a lot of phonies on this issue for a long time. So it, it does get under my skin a little bit. Um, Dr. Scott Gottlieb is out there. I mentioned this pill from uh, from Pfizer and here's some good news from him on this, I guess. Play 3. The uh, bottom line is we have an overwhelming toolbox right now to combat COVID and this is a phenomenal result. This exceeded any reasonable expectation with all the usual caveats that this was a trial that was stopped early by the data monitoring, monitoring committee for overwhelming efficacy. I think the bottom line is the end of the end of the pandemic at least as it relates to the United States is in sight right now given all the tools we have to combat this uh, this disease. Now, we still have to get through this Delta wave. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to vaccinate our way out of it. These therapeutics are coming too late to really affect that wave of infection. Um, but once we get through this Delta wave of infection over the course of the next two months, I think that this therapeutic and the other innovations that we've seen coming to market really mark the end of the pandemic for the United States. And we need to think about how we put that, you know, victory uh, sign on the side of the White House. Oh, a victory sign on the side of the White House because they've done such a good job. No, the pandemic should be over, should be over in terms of federal government emergency powers and all these policies and mask mandates and masking on planes. And, you know, last night, sure enough, you know, the airline uh, stewardess had walk up and down the flight. I'm coming back from Wisconsin and, you know, oh, someone's mask slipped between their nose. Oh, my gosh, the covid nose. Oh, my gosh. You know, this, ah, this is so stupid. It's so dumb. They're forcing us to act like morons, and I, I refuse. I refuse. Um, speaking of act like morons, the climate change stuff, it's just so funny to see these people. They, they're they so sanctimonious about it, it's so dumb. Even if, we, even if I accept their framing of the world is in danger, species will all go, including the human species, will go extinct unless we enact all these policies. Even if we did the things, if we accepted that, that was true, which I do not, and we did the things they say we need to do, which is insane. It wouldn't stop based on their own prognostications. The catastrophic warming. Notice that they've gone back to warming sometimes, climate change, whatever. The catastrophic climate change that they keep worrying, uh, they keep uh, you know yelling and screaming about. I mean, actually yelling and screaming. They surrounded 
Joe Manchin's car because that's a great idea. First of all, Joe Manchin rocks a Maserati. I got to say, it's good to be Joe Manchin. You know what I mean? Look at him. You know, he got the Ferrari in the garage. I was like, hey, Joe. Yeah, you know, I was like, is that, you know, is that the, uh, the Joe Manchin we all know and love, apparently, huh, buddy? All right, fair enough. You know, he's got a little swagger. But they surrounded his car, and then you're like, we want to live. We want to live. Yeah, go get a life, as in figure out something to do with your time other than harass Manchin because he hasn't voted in favor of this climate, uh, the climate change provision. Well, the whole package, but it has a lot of climate change provisions. That's going on today on Capitol Hill. A lot of, oh, we've got to pass the infrastructure. We've got to pass the Build Back Better agenda. They're going to pass it at some point. So, you know, we know how the story ends. It's just a question of how much they're going to have in it. That's where it is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, here, but here's here's John Kerry. John Kerry's the perfect ambassador for climate change because he's a guy who's rich because he married a woman who's rich because she divorced a guy who actually made the money. And, uh, yeah, he actually did that twice, by the way. He only John Kerry has been married twice, only manages to marry very rich ex-wives of other men. Not not once, but twice. It's it's a remarkable talent he's got for finding a whole lot of money in his uh, marriage proposals. So uh, here he is. You know, he's a private jet progressive. He flies around. He lectures everybody on climate change. Here he is on uh, global warming, saying the exact opposite of what any rational person would think is true. I believe uh, lots of Republicans around the country understand what's happening. Ask farmers in Iowa and Minnesota, Oklahoma. Ask people who been flooded out or heated out. Look at the numbers of people that died in Texas uh, during the winter. Uh, I'm, you know, this is not some made-up political thing. This has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with ideology or shouldn't. This is about mathematics and physics. That's what's happening. I think he doth protest too much. This is not about the things... I'm saying it's not about, but it actually is. It's absolutely political. It is all about politics, and it is about control. It's about control, and that's what they really want to accomplish here. That's the whole point. It's also a religion replacement for people who don't think they should have to think about God, but maybe that goes a little bit too into the the spiritual and the celestial, so to speak, but that's what's going on here. Um... Oh, some more. So we got some more election fallout stuff that I wanted to get to. Uh, first of all, is there anything that is that is too ugly to be said on the airwaves of MSNBC? Is there anything that is too too much of a low blow? Too much of a a dirty a dirty attack? The answer is no. MSNBC has no ethics or morals. It's a gross place with a lot of gross people on the air. Uh, among the more snide and nasty individuals you'll find there is Michael Eric Dyson, who we just have a, a former Marine win the first statewide office in the state of Virginia. She is black and she is a patriot and conservatives are excited about the prospect of not just uh, what this woman can do for the state of Virginia, but perhaps a even bigger political future for her. And what does MSNBC say about her? They decide that, well, here you go. 
They want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect. There is a black mouth moving, but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates uh, the white supremacist practices. We know that we can internalize in our own minds, in our own subconscious, in our own bodies, the very principles that are undoing us. So to have a black face uh, speaking in behalf of a white supremacist legacy is nothing new. That's disgusting. I mean, he's a moron. I mean, I really mean that. He is a he's a stupid person who tries to cover up his idiocy by using words that other stupid people find fancy sounding on TV. That's what that's this guy's thing. Uh, he is a, he is honestly not a smart person. And what he is saying about Winsome Sears is just grotesque, but it's also pathetic. Right. So it, it does. It's not it's not effective, but it shows you how intellectually vacuous the left's identity politics really are. He doesn't even, what has she said that is, what has she said that is the uh, ventriloquist for white supremacy? What is the comment? What is the thing that she has done? Oh, she's, she's a Republican. She believes in limited government, liberty, individual rights. Therefore, that's, is, is that now white supremacy? They've expanded this term white supremacy to be essentially meaningless, but it's really just an anti-white, anti-conservative slur that they just throw around now it doesn't even matter they'll just say it and they'll say it about black people they'll do this they just did this that's what happened giving mouth to white supremacy is to be in effect a white supremacist as a black person black person right if you are the one that is giving words to these ideas aren't you engaged in acts of white supremacy it's crazy it's crazy um man it really is it's but this is what you could expect. You want to talk about crazy? We got AOC also is running around saying that they lost the election because they weren't left wing enough. She's she's perfect. I mean, she's just bless her heart. She's 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 precious. Uh, play five. Plus, on the election front, I actually think we have good news as well. I know that Virginia was a huge bummer, and honestly, if anything. I think that the results show the limits of trying to run a fully 100% super moderated campaign that does not excite, speak to, or energize a progressive base. And frankly, we weren't even really invited to contribute on that race. Not left wing enough. Not left wing enough. Um, Yeah. That's... That's what they're saying now. That's what AOC is saying, which is dumb beyond words, but it is what it is. Oh, you remember how they said uh, that that uh, Joe Biden rather said that they weren't going to pay four hundred fifty thousand dollars a family. It turns out that that they are actually that that is what the DOJ. The ACLU's come out and said no, no, that is what the DOJ is trying to do under, under Biden. So I, I guess this falls in the well. Biden doesn't know, so you know how how angry at him can you really be? Um, this is a, an excuse they'll use for a lot of things I mean, because he is a, a man who is not um, not up for it, not up for this. Uh, one more thing here, Microsoft. I just want you to hear this. This is at a Microsoft, you know, one of the biggest software companies in the world, obviously one of the most famous uh, software companies in the world. Here is how employees on an official company meeting, you know, online meeting, speak about themselves and each other play 12. welcome to microsoft ignite 
First, we want to acknowledge that the land where the Microsoft campus is situated was traditionally occupied by the Sammamish, the Duwamish, the Snoqualmie, the Suquamish, the Muckleshoot, the Snohomish, the Tulalip, and other Coast Salish peoples since time immemorial, a people that are still here, continuing to honor and bring to light their ancient heritage. My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair wearing a red sleeveless top. And I'm Seth Juarez, program manager in the AI platform group. I'm a tall Hispanic male wearing a blue shirt, khaki pants. Today we kick off two days of learning. Okay, <laughs> so, so just a little bit on this before I send you off to enjoy your weekends. First off, you know what they're, what they're claiming here is that the, because the thing that was almost more bizarre than anything else was the, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. They say that's for people who are visually impaired. If that's true, okay, fine. Obviously, the pronouns thing is not about that, but I think you can tell, you tell by someone's voice, believe it or not, what their gender is, it's a real thing. But if you're visually impaired, okay, fine. I mean, that's some concession. But let's go back to the, I can't even remember the name. I've never even heard of, of a lot of those of a lot of those tribes. I guess maybe they fall into the broader designation of, of a Chinook or the Chinook tribes, kind of like the Iroquois were a whole bunch of, Iroquois nation were a bunch of different tribes. But they start a meeting by saying, we're sorry that, we're sorry this is on former Native American land. So should everyone start every meeting that way? I'm, I'm wondering. By the way, do they have deed? Do they have title to this land? Can, can we see? So is, is all the land, if they didn't own the land, was all of the land theirs because there were some of them here? There weren't very many of them, by the way, compared to how many people are here now, as we know. Uh, but what are the rules here? I just want to know. Am I supposed to stand up every time I do a radio show and say, hey, I'm here in New York, the former land held by the Iroquois, the Huron, the uh, whatever, tribes? And when, how long does that go on for? How many hundreds of years do we do that for? Wokeness is idiocy, friends. It is, it is self-undermining, self-negation, but it is a form of brainwashing that is useful to the commies to control the rest of us. I say we say no. That's it for the show today. Going to have a quick one because I want to send you off for your weekends. Please go to bucksexon.locals.com. Become a supporter. Throw a few bucks in the hat, so to speak. Appreciate it. Keeps the digital operation we got here going. And I will be back with you on Monday. Shields high.